If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, We're going to start out like we've been doing ever since I've got people to say it. I want to give a quick shout out to my supporters. Uh, We have Josh, Jake, B-Word, and the Iceman over on Patreon, and Miss Aaron and Jason through Buy Me a Coffee. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate the support. So I'm kind of just going to dive into it here. Basically, since I'm a little under the weather, this is going to be a short episode. The one thing that I really, this past week that has popped out that I really want to talk about is the fact that the execs from Pfizer, under oath, had to admit that they had not actually tested the mRNA jab that they insisted everyone get to protect old people and grandma and grandpas, was literally never tested for efficacy of stopping transmission of the COVID-19 virus. So literally what that means is the entire premise that every single mandate was built upon that you had to get vaccinated to be out in public, all the places that were, you know, no vax, no entry, every single person that said you were killing old people and killing grandma and you were being purely selfish if you wanted to not stick an experimental shot in your body, all the government officials who said you're going to get the shot or you're going to forfeit your employment, you know, people like me who had to get the jab if they wanted to keep working, and granted, my boss was willing to work with us to a certain extent I, to put that out there. But for what I have to do for a living and the fact that I am healthcare adjacent and a bunch of other reasons, we were subject to the fat, jelly-filled motherfucking governor of this state's edict that everyone would be vaccinated to continue working in the field. 
And it really, the hassle for religious exemptions and the kind of proof they wanted and all that stuff, it just really wasn't worth it. I had to make a choice. I had to do something I didn't want to do, and I got the jab. I'll never get another. I'll never get another one. I'll never get a boost. I'll never get any of that shit because they came right out and said, "Yeah, it's really we based this all on a lie because it was not tested to find out whether or not it would do the things we were saying it would do." And oh look, it turns out it didn't. It really it wasn't worth the risk. I. I regret the decision I made every single day that I have to look at it. When the CDC came out and said, yeah, there's no difference between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed anymore. It was a huge slap in the face to people like me that made a really difficult choice and did something they didn't want to do because they thought the alternative was going to be fucking their family over. You know, because not all of us had an option where we could just walk away from our jobs. We have bills to pay. We still have debt to pay off. We have responsibilities. And so sometimes walking away on your principles wasn't really an option. So the thing that I'm kind of focused on now that, like I said, Pfizer executives have said under oath, no, we didn't test on any of this shit. No, the vaccine, quote unquote vaccine, I, I hate calling it that because it's really not. It doesn't prevent anything. It doesn't prevent transmission. It doesn't prevent you from catching it. It doesn't really even do you any favors in terms of how bad it's going to be when you get it. All these people are saying, oh, well, imagine how much worse it would have been if I wasn't vaccinated. You know, people, I, I have only the most entry-level understanding of vir virology to begin with, but I did take some time to look into it, and viruses evolve. That's why you have to get a new flu shot every couple of years. And there's not really a vaccination against that particular virus that is worth a damn. And the strain got less virulent, less dangerous, less, you know, deadly, naturally. What I'm kind of wondering is, what exactly does the uh, fact that these people lied about everything they said that pushed these vaccinations into people's arms, often under protest, was founded on a lie? How does that affect the liability waiver they were given by the government saying they would not be really able to be sued for any harm or damages the jab caused because they were rushing to get them out and whatever other excuses they made where these companies, they didn't do anything for altruistic purposes. They made billions and billions of dollars selling a, a, a shot that didn't do anything other than from what I can tell, it's caused a lot of complications and it's caused a lot of people in the prime of their life to drop dead for no apparent fucking reason teenagers, people in their 20s, people in their early 30s who have no underlying health issues or complications to anybody's knowledge until they just randomly drop dead. And I understand people that are defending the jab because they've completely vested part of their personality in being pro-vaccine and pro-jab, pro-this-is-a-good-thing. You have to do this for the good of everybody. People are still pushing to have this worthless poison injected into and they're pushing to have it and put into kids now, little kids, having it pushed into all their friends and neighbors and get quadruple boosted. And people point to things saying, oh, well, imagine how much worse it would be if you weren't boosted. And it's showing signs that's actually reducing your immunity to these fucking problems. And it's causing further issue, further detriment to people's health. And people will come out defending it saying, 
oh, well, people drop dead for no reason all the time. It's just more noticeable now. No, people drop dead occasionally for no reason throughout all of history. There didn't drop dead in the age bracket that it is happening much more frequently in now with any kind of regularity. It was not a normal thing for a healthy, athletic 20-something-year-old to drop dead on a soccer field for no apparent fucking reason before this jab. So, seeing as this is all built on a lie, any, any of my friends that happen to know a lawyer, maybe you want to put a bug in their ear about this. Maybe, maybe there is some way around, since this was all, all the premises of getting the jab into as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, was based on a foundation of bullshit. Maybe there is some way around that liability waiver they got from the government. Maybe there is some way to actually, you know, do some good for the survivors. Because let's face it, if the conspiracy theorists are right, a lot of us are going to be dead soon, and that's going to suck. I've been kind of dwelling on that. I mean, I've got my other own health issues that are really nobody's fault but my own. You know, years and years of hard living and not taking proper care of myself are starting to catch up with me because I'm getting older, and that's what happens. I'm at that age where you start to regret the choices you made in your youth when you thought you were going to live forever and you thought you were indestructible. All those bad decisions are catching up with me now. I take a bunch of fucking pills. I'm an old person. I take lots of medication for stupid health things that I shouldn't have to deal with. I need to lose a metric shit ton of weight. And I'm fully aware of that fact. And until I do, my health is going to continue to deteriorate. And I have genetic predispositions to certain health conditions, which are exasperated by my weight gain. My big fear is I start thinking about what is this unknown quantity going to do to my health? What is, you know, am I going to drop dead from a random heart condition for no apparent reason that they will probably chalk up to my other health conditions? Are my other health conditions going to be exasperated by this fucking untested, unproven, you know, thing that I was putting in my body because I was either that or have a really hard time keeping my job. And like I said, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I regret it every fucking day, but I can't do anything about it now. But it's got me wondering about that. And even more so, it's got me thinking about all those people out there who, you know, change their social media profile pictures, get vaccinated, I got my shot, all this other shit. All the people that ostracized family members and friends and co-workers because they didn't agree with them on their policy. All the people that called everybody who didn't want to get the shot every rotten name they could fucking think of to insult them for not wanting to put an experimental chemical in their body. Are they going to be humbled? Are they going to apologize? Are they going to try and mend the bridges they burned over these issues? Or are, And I think a lot of those people are actually the ones steadfastly still trying to push the narrative of, oh, well, it would have been worse without it. Or it, it's it's you just got to keep getting boosted because that's the only way it's going to work. Or, or, or God forbid, there are still people out there still pushing that my vaccine doesn't work because you didn't get yours horse shit. No, your vaccine doesn't work because it's not a fucking vaccine. It was experimental technology at best. And now the drug companies are already starting to push out, oh, well, we've got... We've got this new experimental mRNA shot that will fix heart damage after you have a cardiac incident. They don't bring up that the cardiac incident might have been caused by the first mRNA shit you put in your blood system. They just say, oh, well, you know, in case you do have a cardiac issue, we're developing a new drug that could fix that. And they're trying to keep pushing all these other potential pros to this unproven science that they have that kind of offsets like, oh, yeah, we're going to fix all the problems that forcing this onto you in the first place created. I mean, of course, that's not the the angle they're taking on it. It's, 
oh, no, just look at all the other new exciting options we're developing, and we're doing this for the good of humanity. No, you're doing it to turn a profit, and it's really getting to the point where you should just be the conspiracy theorist saying, oh, this is why you guys are doing this. But now it's kind of everybody. And one of the things, as my stream of consciousness keeps flowing here, one of the things about this that occurs to me is there was a time when Big Pharma was the enemy, and particularly the left was like, oh, these evil price-gouging corporate monsters that just want to push, the, you know, they're they're holding your health hostage. There, there's no reason medication should be so expensive, and there's no reason that they should be making all this money. It's just obscene. Now, besides the fact that, you know, pharmac- pharmacological developments, yeah, I do believe a lot of that shit's overpriced, especially if you're working without insurance. I'd been in that boat for a couple of years over the course of my life. Uh, I was even in that boat briefly while, after I had settled down and been a responsible adult with the wife and the kid and all that stuff where we had to do what we could because I was unemployed and we lost our benefits. I mean, granted, I got that remedied as quickly as I ever could, but that doesn't change the fact that for a while I had to operate without benefits. And I know how expensive medications can be, and a lot of it is ridiculous. But it's not that all this you know lefty bullshit talking points of, oh, it's because capitalism is evil and these companies are just out to make a buck. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point of a company is to make a profit. I mean, should they be making obscene profits? No, I don't agree with that necessarily. Um, But a lot of that is not due to anything other than government interference because when you make it so difficult for other new startup companies to come along developing new drugs, when when the industry is so overregulated that only the giants that already exist can continue to exist, and they have patents and monopolies on things, then yes, then price gouging can happen. That's kind of the whole point of capitalist approach to finance is to make a market where innovation is rewarded. Costs are kept lower through competitive pricing, not because they're the only company that can make X, Y, and Z, and so they can charge whatever the fuck they want for it. They can charge a 3,000% markup because they're the only source. When you're the only name in the game, you can get away with charging whatever you fucking want. But I'm but I'm getting off track here. The whole point is the same people who a decade ago would have been saying how evil Big Pharma was are the ones most guilty of pushing this jab on people. And the ones that are saying, if you don't want to do it, you don't trust the science, you're a science denier and all this other shit. And then it comes out, no, the science said what everybody that was saying this is horseshit was saying all along. The science says... This was not the right approach to things. The science says this was a mistake because it was an untried, unproven thing, and it doesn't do any of the shit they claimed it did. So, again, where are we at? When the guy who developed mRNA technology said we should not be distributing this like this yet, that should have been a big red flag to pretty much everybody. But you've still got people denying that it's a bad thing or denying that it's a problem. And they're not going to apologize. They're not going to try and mend any bridges. They're not going to try and reach back out to friends and family that ostracized because they were of a different mindset. Because people like that can't. They are so invested in being right and being sanctimonious and being self-righteous that contrary to any amount of evidence you put in their face, they will never back down and admit they were fucking wrong. They will never apologize. They will never try and make things right. They're just going to sit there and be miserable and foster that shit onto everybody else and corrupt everyone else's peace and generally be miserable pricks. 
And that's not really a partisan issue. That's not a left or a right thing. I'm just saying I'm kind of surprised how many lefties were stu- that, like I said, traditionally when I was a kid, they were the ones that were all preaching out against big pharma. And now they're, oh, well, you know, these companies are here to produce the vaccines to save us. And if you don't want to get them, you're a bad person. No, what happened to the big pharma's the bad guys? Although, on the other hand, I also noticed in the last week or so, a sort of a shift in approach coming out of the politicians now. Uh, they're really, it's, you know, the election's right around the corner. They're all backpedaling so hard, and they're all trying to lay the blame at big pharma's feet. But most of us remember it was the government that mandated the shit. It was the government that forced it into people. So backpedaling now and saying, oh, yeah, Big Pharma bad. Oh, look at what they're doing with the price of these prescription drugs. The problem, that's one of the side effects of having so much legislator that is 20, 30, 40 years past their prime and still has a mentality of 1983 when it comes to pretty much everything they do. They don't realize that the general population of this country has evolved and changed, and we remember shit. You can't just tell us, oh, wait, no, here, look over here now. Now, with some of us, you can. There's definitely those, oh, look, shiny motherfuckers out there that are part of the problem because they think because they're the loudest voice in the room that they somehow are automatically right. And they are the ones that are pandered to because they are the people that are doing the pandering, the people that are in the positions of power are still of a mindset that was stopped being being valid a decade ago, if not longer. And all you need to do is look at the way this government is, this administration in particular, but the entire executive and legislative and judicial branches are operating right now. They're still kicking along with the same mentality they had in 1984, and it's utterly fucking ridiculous. And that's because most of them were in their peak mental state in 1984. Without getting back into the whole, we need term limits, we need these people out on their asses, we need mandatory age caps on this shit. They have that mentality, and it's steering us down a shit fucking road. It's like we're heading right down a donkey cart back into the fucking Cold War. We've got a proxy war with Russia going on that we shouldn't be financing. We have an energy crisis that is being exasperated by that proxy war with Russia that we shouldn't be fucking financing. We have the president of the Ukraine demanding money from American citizens, telling us he needs another $10 billion. They've already given him... I've, I've actually I've forgotten the number. It's I think over a hundred billion dollars at this point, and they can't account for most of that fucking money. They can't tell us where it went. They just keep telling us they need more, like and not even asking at this point, demanding and telling us what we have to give them. And people are lauding this and pushing it. I feel terrible that the Ukraine was invaded by the Russian military. However, that really, partly it was not unprovoked, and secondly. It's not our fucking fight. So we are not obligated to finance it. The American people are not obligated to finance a foreign power's economy. We can't handle our own fucking economy. And we have an administration that seems to have fucking forgotten that. And on top of that, you look at the entire energy crisis thing. You have major issues coming up we have this the OPEC nation saying yes we're we're cutting production on our on our crude oil and then it comes out that Biden was over there saying they we know you're going to do this but don't announce it till after the election because you're going to make a bigger problem for our side and then the Saudis threw them under the bus on it because they don't they don't want to get involved in American politics <laughs> 
they are not showing any favoritism to either party in our governmental process. And he expected it was. And now he's saying there's going to be consequences for the Saudis too. So this senile old bastard is walking around basically picking fights, going on, on social media and going on the news outlets and saying, oh, well, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And he's got this mentality, again, it's straight out of the 80s. This, we're the big kids on the block, we're the big swinging dicks, and we're going to tell the rest of the world how to hop to and they better get in the line or else. The problem is, he's not a respected leader on a world stage. Just because he's the clown in charge of America does not automatically grant him this just umbrella of I can do and say whatever the fuck I want and the rest of the world's going to hop in line because that's not the mentality on the planet anymore. We're not industry leaders. We're not doing anything on a scale where the rest of the world wants to fall in line in any sort of effective manner other than a lot of social shit, which is actually the people that are picking up the extreme PC culture around here are not really doing any better in their countries than the, than that, the way that shit is making things around here. It, it's the ridiculous fragility that's going out there. And if you look at things where these ridiculous programs are being put in place, it's not a good look. And the people that are flexing and trying to fill that power void are not intimidated by us. They're not afraid of a bunch of people that can't decide what fucking bathroom to use that are going to shun them and they're going to protest them and cancel. They don't fucking care. This whole cancel culture bullshit that the mentality of some people that this is some significant major you know, weight that they're swinging around Paul's against somebody who realizes they can control everything that people are seeing. They can control everything that people are thinking and they do so on a, on a global stage. The problem is we have leadership here that is playing checkers while they're playing 3d chess. And it's partly because of this mentality that is stuck in the past. They, it's, they're just trying to claim to be progressive and they're trying to make things better and make a better world and make moving forward and all this other horseshit buzzword bullshit that goes on. But none of it's grounded in reality. They have the attitude of, oh, well, we're going to force these policies that we want to put into place. And it's getting more and more totalitarian, more state-based power. It's contrary to what every jack wagon out there who has a problem with another person wants to say it is actually much more fascist than anyone wants to admit because they're handing all this control over to the state and the government is god for these people it's that's what validates them that what that's what makes them right and that's what makes them proud and that's what makes them important and the problem is when you have a bunch of potential enemies who don't respect any of that shit you stand for and it's a joke and it weakens your stance with them and across the stage and negates your ability to defend your freedoms and your principles and your life. And you're actively having internal conflict with the people who are of a position to be able to defend those things and defend your rights and your liberties and all that other shit. And you want to disarm your, your, your fellow citizens because you don't agree with their lifestyle. You're creating internal enemies. You're creating external enemies. And it's just this modern, the, I hate to call it modern, but this like ultra super progressive, forgiving, accepting everybody gets a trophy, everybody's good enough mindset is not going to work on a global scale 
when you have people out there that don't think that exact same way, that makes you weak. That makes you pray. And it's, it's going to be coming to a head. And the more things happen, the, the things that are going on, if you look on global scales and people, you know, this microchip plan that they put through and they're saying, oh, well, this is going to bring all these big tech jobs back to America. And it's, you know, we're bringing our, our business back and we're going to be the lead producer of microchips and supercomputers. And the problem is we know that's not a natural resource. We have a lot of here. So you want to be a leader in microchips and you're pissing off the countries that actually have the raw materials we need to make them. It's not going to work real well when you're so concerned about making a show of being eco-friendly that you want to deregulate and outlaw things like fossil fuels and oil production and, and things of that nature in interest of these much less functional, not nearly as eco-friendly as people like to push alternatives like electric vehicles and giant wind turbines that become worthless garbage as soon as they fall apart. Because once they stop working, they literally cannot be recycled. They become garbage. Nobody talks about that. That's, oh, that's the, you know, that's the future is clean energy. It's only clean as long as the shit that's working it is works. The whole point is... Pissing in a lot of people's Cheerios without having our affairs in order here. There's not going to be any kind of consensus. Neither side's willing to give anything. Neither side's willing to admit they might be wrong. Neither side's willing to apologize for forcing their neighbors into doing shit they didn't want to do in the first place, even though everything they were forcing it on is based on a lie. And it's this mentality of we have to be right, and we are right because the state says we're right because we put the people in place that are going to tell us we're fucking right. It's it's going to be a problem. And if you want a prime example of how much of a problem it's going to be, winter's right around the corner for the entire northern half of the planet. Europe, by and wide, is facing all kinds of energy shortages. There's natural gas shortages because a pipeline from the Soviet or from Russia to the rest of Europe mysteriously had an issue and it could have been sabotaging. It could be a false flag performed by the Russians to the Russians made money selling natural gas to the rest of Europe. They're in the middle of a war. Wars cost money. They're not going to cut their own fucking throats to prove a point. And pushing for a nuclear war doesn't really benefit anybody. So let's make blowing up their own pipeline so they could blame it on the U.S. Yeah, that's not really tracking very well. And like I've said before, if it comes out that the U.S. was involved in this, the entire administration should be brought up on war crime charges, sent to Geneva, put in the Hague, and left there to rot. Fuck them. But good luck proving it. And the thing about it is something that was actually said by one of the Saudi representatives or one of the OPEC representatives, I forget who off the top of my head, but the United States is literally the only other country on, in the world that doesn't need to buy their crude oil, to buy their fossil fuels, to buy their natural gas from other countries, and actively is doing so. When Biden couldn't get the oil from the Middle East increased to try and keep the gas prices down so he could try and push for votes for the Dems, he goes to Venezuela, a shithole socialist garbage country that Regardless of how you feel about it, I feel bad for the Venezuelan people. I feel really bad for the people of that country because their government fucking sucks. 
and we shouldn't be dealing with them at all. There's a reason they were operating behind a trade embargo for years. Their government is fucking horrible. And now Sleepy Joe shambles down there to try and ask them for oil hat in hand. We could be completely independent if we wanted to be, but they don't want to do that. It's not part of what he ran on or whatever. I don't understand what the logic behind it is at this point. More importantly, the reserves we do have are being sold off and shipped out to other countries. And instead of increasing our production or our output or any of that shit, we're just doubling down on trying to get it from other other sources. And that's just short-sighted, stupid thinking. It's pandering gone way off the rails. And it doesn't make any sense. Countries like Japan and China and a bunch of other countries that are customers buying their fuel from Russia and from the Middle East have no natural fields of their own. They have no sources of their own that are sufficient to support their countries. That's why they're buying it from other countries. We are not in that position. We are voluntarily in that position, which is fucking stupid. And again, it goes back to this mentality that they're operating on from the fucking mid-80s. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm going completely off the rails here. Um, Main point about this was, yeah, the whole Pfizer thing, yeah, they admitted that the jab did none of the shit that they said it would do. They admitted that they lied and we formed a policy based on a lie. And if you feel better for having gotten the jab, and if you feel like you did a good thing and you're not regretting it, more power to you. Good for you. I'm glad you're happy with it. But if you're one of those people who was going out there telling people they were killing your grandparents and they were selfish and they were being ignorant and all this other shit, well, you're probably not listening to this show. But if you are, maybe it's time to have a slice of humble pie. You know, Maybe it's time to reach out to those people that you cut off and burned out of your life because they didn't want to stick something in their body that was unproven, untested, had no guarantees attached to it, and no recourse if it turned out to be fucking poison. And now it's been admitted as such that it was untested, unproven, and they had no idea whether or not it would work. So every single statement behind that enforcement was empty and hollow and meaningless. Maybe you owe them an apology, you know? So maybe it's time to talk to them, time to mend some bridges, mend some fences, whatever your preferred analogy is. Or it's not really an analogy. Um, I forget the the word for that right now. Idiom. That's what it is. Whatever your preferred idiom be. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, like I said, a little slice of humble pie, cup of coffee to chase it and uh, sit down and talk and just try and be better and do better. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.